the puck goes down the ice The goalie jumps and the players pop And the fans all go insane Someone wrong, Bobby's gone At the good old hockey game Oh, good old hockey game And the best game you can name And the best game you can name Is the good old hockey game Hockey fans, it's time for Board Check, Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone past the blue line. Obviously, we're going to put that in the back of the net. We're going top shelf tonight. Welcome in Impact Media's weekly drive through the world of hockey. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Tonight, we're going to talk some hurricanes. We're going to talk some predators, as we always do. We're going to talk some KSU owls, as we always do. We're going to talk some Atlanta Gladiators and some NHL headlines, but before we get into that, I want to tell you that if you want to interact with the show, other than listening to it right now, which we definitely appreciate, you can do so the following ways. You can email the show 3endzone at gmail.com If you want to put something hockey related in the subject line, even the word board check, that's great. If you don't, we'll probably figure it out anyway. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do so by looking for Board Check, Impact Media, Jeremy York, any of those, you should be able to find us. Uh, if you're one of those people who like to just click a link and listen to this show, we definitely appreciate you guys that do so. You can do so a couple different ways. You can go to Twitter, at Team Impact Media, and scroll through and find the uh, appropriate show you would like to listen to. Or... Board Check is the only show that has its own Twitter account because it was actually one of the inaugural Impact Media shows and still around. You can go to at Board Check on Twitter. That's B-O-A-R-D-C-H-E-C-K, all one word, at Board Check, and it has hockey-related stuff. It has some rugby ATL-related stuff, and it has all the show links to this show. If you would like to follow myself for things on the show and things away from the show as well, fun things we get into and things I just feel like you should uh, check out, you can do so by following me at TheImpact99. That is T-H-E-I-M-P-A-C-T-9-9. And you can do so on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can also find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Spotify, Podcast One, the iTunes Store, and many, many other places. If there is a place that you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will remedy that. Now, as I said, there is a lot going on in the world of hockey. So let's dive in right now. I'm going to start with some of the top stories from the NHL from the week. Six people went into the Hall of Fame for 2022. Uh, Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Luongo, Rika Salinen, Daniel Sedin, Henrik, Henrik Sedin, yep, those are the twins from Vancouver. And uh, Herb Carnegie. Uh, the late Herb Carnegie, his family was there to 
uh, except on his behalf. Uh, Roberto Luongo, great, great goalie. Uh, played a lot of his time in Vancouver. He played uh, a couple other places as well. Luongo, I'm not saying this because he was knocked in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying this because I saw him play, and he was really, really good. He thanked a lot of his fellow inductees and fellow teammates, especially his former teammates, Daniel and Henrik Sedin, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, of course, he played with the Islanders for a couple years. He played with the Canucks for a bulk of his career, and he had two different stints with the Florida Panthers. Uh, basically played from 99 until 19. That is a about a 20-21 year career. He, he's, <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, the Sedin twins, otherwise known as Henrik and Daniel. Uh, it's great that they go in together. Uh, they are by far the best brother duo, probably one of the better one-two punches that you could have. Uh, they, they just did so much for not just the Vancouver Canucks, but the city of Vancouver and, and just great hockey ambassadors. Uh, you got uh, Herb Carnegie. He went in as a builder. He helped make the game better uh, a lot of ways off the ice. Uh, I mean, he was a hockey player, but he used his his kids at the Hall of Fame speech said that he used what he learned on the ice and translated it into success off the ice. And um, just, I, I'm so glad that they were able to recognize all the things that uh, that Herb Carnegie did. Um, this show would, would be, I don't know, eight hours long if I even start scratching the surface into the things he did. Uh, just Google search him. Just look him up. I, I promise you won't be disappointed, especially if you're a hockey fan, which is probably why you listen to the show. Uh, just Herb Carnegie, man, it, he's, he's one of a kind, and, and the, the game is a lot better place because of him. Um, Riga Salinen did some uh, I think yeah she was part of she didn't go to the ceremony but she was part of uh, international hockey especially for women and um, I, I like that that we're going all across the board a lot of people wondered why there wasn't as many females in the Hall of Fame it's like well first of all it started off as pretty much a male thing the female game has really exploded uh, in my lifetime, and uh, it's so great when they can uh, when they can just highlight some of the better players and the, and the pioneers and the ones who really really set things off. You know, just really like I said, just make the make the game a better place. Make it make it better than it was when they when they started. And then Daniel Alferson uh, just just such a good guy all those years with the senators um it's it's really weird now that he's gone to look to look uh to look at the senators and not see daniel alverson 
on uh, at least the bench, if not on the ice. And uh, I'm, it's just great that they were able to, you know, profile these guys and and, and gal. And I, I love Hall of Fame ceremonies when you do them right. Hockey gets it right. Football gets it right. Um, we don't have time to get into what I don't like about baseball, about the Baseball Hall of Fame, but uh, everybody has their own spin on it. But hockey really does a great job of showcasing those people that make the game better. So congratulations to all of the inductees as well, and they're already speculating on who could be next year. We'll talk about that on a later date. Uh, Jake Muzzin is going to be out indefinitely for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He has a cervical spine injury. Uh, those are scary. Uh, he hasn't played since October 19th. He's, I mean, he's going to be out to at least late February, which is when he gets reevaluated again. Um... He had a collision with Coyotes center Clayton Keller. And, and collision, it's not... Clayton in no way was trying to hurt him, and he wasn't trying to hurt Clayton. They, they, they ran into each other. And Toronto has decided to do the right thing by the player, and it's more about the long-term health and not that you're missing one of your great players. So they um, they said, you know what, Let's let's do this the right way. So... Thoughts and prayers out to the Muzzin family. I've been following him since his Manchester Monarch days. Uh, just He's one of those players that I remember from when I followed them. Uh, just super all-around guy, even better off the ice. Uh, he's got kids, he's got a family, you know, shout out to them. And uh, thoughts and prayers on a speedy, pain-free recovery. Even if that means you don't play hockey again, uh, which, which will be a shame, but it's about your overall health. And uh, we just want you to be healthy out there. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to Jake Muzzin. Of course, this whole month has been Hockey Fights Cancer Month. And uh, you can see any arena in all the uh, great ways that they are uh, doing the Hockey Fights Cancer and uh, just the, the great way they are celebrating those that those that are uh, fighting cancer or have, have fought and, and won or, or even fought and, and didn't win, unfortunately. Uh, just spectacular. I mean, I think the, was it the Bruins who had uh, the person ring the cancer bell? Did, did I see that right? Um, yeah, no, it was the Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, it was a 17-year-old. Um, there it is. Yeah, it's just just so great. Uh, they're they're inviting all these people in that are they're battling cancer. Um, uh, Jenny Frank is uh, the Penguins fan name, 17-year-old, got to ring the cancer survivor bell before the Maple Leafs-Penguins game uh, last, last or this past Tuesday, yeah. That's uh, spectacular. That's spectacular because um, we all know people that, that have been impacted by it. 
um, and not just cancer but other things and we're all going through things and everybody knows that and uh, just to be able to celebrate a win against something like that is uh, it's, uh, just awesome it's awesome there's there's not it's hard to describe it's just awesome and uh, you know while we're on the subject of it for everybody out there we here at board check do know that everybody is going through something whether small or big no matter what other people think of it everybody is going through something nowadays and here at board check we just want you guys to know that you're not in this alone um, we we love you guys and not just because you listen or partake in the show even if this is the only show you ever listen to we just want you to know that you're not alone out there to uh, keep fighting the good fight and uh, we'll see everybody on on the other end um, what was the other thing I wanted to get to um, I've talked about it before but I didn't really get much into it uh, the Chicago Blackhawks were supposed to be in a complete teardown rebuild which they are they still very much are Somebody forgot to tell Jonathan Taves, who is off to an outstanding start, and he has been the one to spearhead, or he's been one of the main ones to spearhead them continuing to just run up the charts and run over people. He has just, it's, it's crazy. They just continue to get better each game, and that should scare people. Uh, right now, he's got seven goals, and he wins dang near every faceoff he's in. Just crazy. Just crazy. They are 6-6-3, six, six and three, I believe, and just <laughs> beating the crap out of other people in the league. It's just outstanding what he's been able to do because I, I very much thought this year that anytime I mentioned the Blackhawks, it was going to be the fact that they lost in an embarrassing fashion or weren't very good, or were at the bottom of the league, or you know something like that. And instead, them and uh, the Devils and some other teams that everybody thought might be on the bottom are not. Devils are stringing together quite a few wins and doing some really good things. I know the owners, the Pagulas, are very happy about that. Uh, in fact, didn't the Devils have a like an eight, nine, ten game? Winning streak, it's it's spectacular. Yep, ten games. Producer Sassy telling me ten. It did get to ten. Okay, thank you, Sassy, for that. It's that it's the fun part of sports. It's that fun part of sports where the reason why we tune in is because you never know what could happen or who could win. We could look on paper all day long, and you could say that oh, Team A is undefeated and has not lost they're 10 and 0 and they're facing team b that is 0 and 10 and team b scores five goals and wins five to nothing it's sports it's why we tune in it's it's just great that's and and especially hockey until we get to the playoffs and even then sometimes the un these just the unexpected happens but Congratulations to the Devils and, and the Blackhawks and, and uh, even the Kraken, Kraken, however you want to say it. In year two, a lot of people said year one was a disappointment because they were trying to compare it to what the Golden Knights did 
in their first year, which was an anomaly. They found a way to beat and exploit the system, which I commend their effort for, and they were able to capitalize and put themselves deep into a Stanley Cup run because of it and have, for the most part, stayed in the, uh, the upper third of the league ever since. The Kraken, because of the rule changes that did not allow you to do the things that the Golden Knights did, didn't quite get to build the team. They had to fill some things out. They tried to fill their roster. They had a plan, and then the plan didn't work, and they decided to change it. Well, this year, they're on it. This year, they look much improved. There has been a couple changes here and there, but the Kraken are very much one of the top teams this year. And they are definitely worth watching. Let's run over real quick, or let's run through real quick. Let's talk about the Carolina Hurricanes in the week that was for them. They uh, last Wednesday they had a real stinker of a game. They <laughs> lost three to nothing to the Florida Panthers with uh, Anti Ranta with 34 saves in the losing effort there. Uh, just you know they've been on such a tear. You know, beating Washington and Tampa Bay and Buffalo. They were just, they were due for a stinker. And, uh, you know, they lost last Sunday to Toronto. And they lose this one here. It's okay. We knew they were going to rebound in the very next night. Oh, my goodness, did they rebound. How about 7-2 to two over McDavid and the Oilers? In fact, did McDavid score in that one? He did. Big David did score in that one. And Zach Hyman, who is uh, Toronto Riches, wishes they still had him. But let's talk about the Hurricanes. You had Brent Burns with a goal. You had Jordan Stahl with a goal. You had a hat trick from Sveshnikov. You had Jordan Martinuk with a goal. You had Jesper Faust with a goal. Are that all the goals? One, two, five, six. That was all of them. That's... that's crazy. When Bernsey scores, you know something. It, there's some magic in the building, but Fetch with a hat trick? Oh, man. And if you didn't see the highlights, go back and watch it. Each of those seven goals are highlight reels. And uh, is it Kachetkov? Kachetkov? Anyway, he had 20 saves in, uh, that may be his season debut, but in the winning effort. Now, things did go a little awry as they lost to Colorado in Colorado 4-1 to on Saturday. The lone goal coming from Jordan Stahl, who is completely uh, heating up at the right time. Anti Ranta with 24 saves in the losing effort there. And since we're already to Wednesday, I will tell you that they beat the surging Blackhawks 3-0 on Monday. Jordan Stahl again. Svechnikov with another, and Jordan Martinuk with the third goal. 27 save shutout for Kochetkov. we got to learn more about him. What do we know about Kochetkov? Uh, Pyotr Kochetkov is 23 years old. He has played five total games in the National Hockey League. He is 5-0 with a goals against average of 1.79 and a save percentage of 
seven. He's born in June of ninety nine, so that would make yeah, twenty three, yeah. From Penza, Russia. He was the second round, fifth overall or fifth pick in the second round, thirty sixth overall for the Carolina Hurricanes in two thousand nineteen. Uh, he played three games last year. Yeah, he started two of those three. He came in in relief for the other. Uh, seems to seems to be just what the surging Hurricanes needed. Uh, shout out Piotr. Coming up this week before we do the next show uh, tomorrow night. They will welcome in the Colorado Avalanche, 7 p.m. puck drop for that one. And they will be in Minnesota on Saturday to face the Wild. That is 8 p.m. puck drop for that one. So we move on from the Hurricanes to the Nashville Predators. Who are, you know, still trying to put some things together. But they're looking on the up and up. Some things have gotten better. Um, the power play is not one of them. They're, they're working on it, though. You can see they're making changes, just it's not falling into place quite yet. But to talk about the games from last week, uh, they've actually been a little bit of a stretch. Um, last Tuesday, they lost 5-1 to one to the Kraken. Kraken, as I said. Philip Forsberg with a lone goal in that one. Uh, Lankinen with 13 saves in relief, and UC Soros only took on six shots and stopped two of them. Now, he gave up those first four goals, and uh, then Lankinen come in and kind of settled things down. Soros is not getting benched. He just had a bad start to a game. He got yanked in the first. It happens. Sometimes... You just got to know when you're shell-shocked, you got to get yourself out of there. And they were able to do that, uh, even though they did lose. They lost 5-3 to three in Colorado to the Avalanche. Uh, Lankinen stopped 30 of 35 shots. And that one, Ryan Johansson, Roman Yossi, and uh, Tolvanen, all with the goals in the losing effort. Like, every time they win a couple... They lose a couple. And then they win a couple, and they lose a couple. So, well, they just lost a couple. They played Saturday versus the Rangers, and they won that 2-1. to one. Where your goals are from Jankowski and uh, Parsonen. UC Soros with 34 saves. He stopped 34 of 35 shots. That's why I said he's fine. Give him a little bit of time off. Clear your head. Get everything right. He was good to go. And then on Tuesday, just last night, they were able to rally to beat the Minnesota Wild 2-1. to one. I say rally. They got out to a two-goal lead early in the first and had to hold on because the, the Wild found one in, found a way to put one in the third. But 2-1 to one in my book still means a victory where Nino Niederreiter gets back on the board and... Uh, uh, Duchesne had the other one. UC Soros stops 32 of 33 shots for the victory. Things are looking a little better. you got to think. They only scored one against Seattle, lost. 
They scored three against Colorado. We lost that too because Colorado could put a few on the board. They scored two and beat the Rangers, and then they scored two and beat Minnesota. They're scoring goals. Maybe they're not coming the ways we want them to, but as long as Soros is good, as long as Lankinen can still come in in relief when he needs to to dispel him, I'm good with how are they're going to put goals in. Upcoming schedule for the Predators. They will welcome in the New York Islanders tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Puck drop for that one. And they will also host the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday. 8 p.m. puck drop for that one. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, Atlanta Gladiators and we're going to talk KSU Owls. But first, let's hear about our friends at betonline.net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back. Make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. They not only have the wagering lines, but they have the articles, they have the podcast, they have all these resources that make you a smarter fan. Even if you're not wagering on games, whether it's because you choose not to or the government tells you not to, wherever you are, hey, you got to make sure to listen. Make, you know, be safe out there. Visit our friends at betonline.net. Like I said, they, they make you a smarter fan, even if you're not wagering with the information. You just run up on random people at the subway or random, you know, when you're at the water cooler at work. All those fun places, betonline.net gives you the info to make you a better fan. Now let's talk some Atlanta Gladiators. They have been off to a pretty good start so far. I believe that is something we would all agree to. Um, In recent times they have uh, they've only played one game since we last talked and that was uh, when they hosted the Savannah Ghost Pirates on Sunday and were able to beat them four to three with goals from Gabe Gortler who for those of you following along on tonight's game, he has scored as well. He's, he scored already tonight. Uh, uh, Sangu Shin scored the overtime winner, and Eric Neely added a couple to get the four we needed for the win. 
Tyler Parks was the winning goaltender. He stopped 44 of 47 or 47 shots. He has been quite good in goal. All our goalies have been quite good in goal. But uh, besides tonight's game, that uh, like I said, at the moment I can tell you that we are winning three to two over the Everblades. Where Gertler has two. He has one in the first and the second. Maybe he can get that Hattie. Reese Vitelli had a just beautiful, beautiful goal early on. And do we know who's in goal for that one? Producer Sunshine is telling me. Oh, it's Parks again. Okay, Parks is in there again. That's that's awesome. Uh, upcoming schedule for for the Gladiators. This Friday, they will be in Florida, to take on, in Estero, Florida, to take on the Everblades. Looks like a 7.30 puck drop for that one. On Saturday, they will lace them up and drop the puck uh, 30 minutes earlier at 7 against the Everblades. And that are the games that will happen before we talk next. How many times have we played Ghost Pirates? Because they are up on deck after all of that. That is crazy. Uh, they have some upcoming they have some upcoming where is it promotions that I would like to tell you about uh, oh no I want to tell you about Steve Brown Steve Brown has been hired as the Gladiators C RO, which is Chief Revenue Officer. He will manage the front office and oversee the business operations for the team. This is the first hire for the new owners, and uh, Steve is going to be fantastic in that. He has already he has already you know not only met with the owners, but he he has um, talked to a lot of the officials. on the team and he previously served as director of sales for the Maine Mariners and guided Maine sales teams to new heights in 21-22 including the largest amount of full season ticket revenue sold in franchise history uh, the largest amount of group sales revenue sold in franchise history and the first ever sellout, sellout in franchise history Oh, and the most ever revenue generated for a single game. All things that we need here in Atlanta. Increased ticket sales and promotions and things like that. I think that's going to be fantastic. I welcome Steve Brown aboard to uh, Glad's Nation. Um, I told you guys... Did I tell you guys that Derek Nesbitt has been officially named Gladiators assistant coach? It's something we all knew was going to happen. Um, and then also they were able to honor him on uh, Sunday as he officially went up in the Raptors. Which I thought he was in the Raptors, but he is officially... Uh, one of the, he's Mr. Gladiator. Let's just let's just call it what it is. He's Mr. Gladiator. Uh, maybe we can get Derek back on it sometime. 
Um, they do have a game coming up in December the 16th. That is, believe in Blue Land. I believe that is a Friday, uh, where they are going to honor the Thrashers, and uh, I think the the specialized specialized events, including the jerseys, probably Thrasher related, and also on was it the December 10th? I think they have a Nickelodeon night in between this somewhere. I'm not sure when that is. But on December the 10th, they are doing the $10 jerseys for the, uh, what is it, the third jersey? Yeah, that new third jersey they have, they will be doing, they will be doing at the uh, $10 thing. I am probably going to take some of the little people in my life to that one because then they can have their own jersey. And um, they will probably be lifelong fans at that point because they are really close to already being that. So it should be uh, it should should be a lot of fun. Now let's finish up by talking about our owls, and we know they've been having a, a really good, really building, really solid season. Um, it may not look that way if you look at the score sheet, but this team is young. They're resilient. They are getting the chemistry together, and they faced they faced the Tennessee Volunteers over the weekend. I believe it was last Friday, and this was a pretty back and forth game. Uh, I have to I have to give it that that uh, there was a lot of action, a lot of back and forth. Both these teams were really, really trying to get the victory. And uh, I believe Tennessee had a 4-3 to three lead going into the third. They uh, just about a minute in, a little over a minute, added goal number five. So you look at 5-3, to three, you're, you're like, all right, we, we got to really rally here to maybe at least send this to overtime. Well, how about James Kravis? Finds a way to eventually tie it at um, tied it at five, I believe. It was five to three at that point. And um, Aaron Tisdale actually scored the goal to have them Go ahead, Connor Lackley with a fantastic effort on the night. They end up getting the victory. This was their first East Division victory and their second victory overall on the season. Um, for what it's worth, your three stars. Your third star was Christian Sousa, who had two goals. Aaron Tisdale had the game-winning goal, and James Kravis had a hat trick. So, shout out to all of them. That is, um, that is awesome. That is so awesome. A big hootie hoo to the KSU Owls. Um, we're working on. I know what you guys are saying. You guys are telling me who you want on the show, and I am, uh, I am. Uh, that, that falls on me. Very, very soon we are going to have more guests on this show. 
some of them will be KSU Owls, some of them will be others. But uh, shout out once again to James Kravis for his hat trick, Aaron Tisdale for his game-winning goal, Christian Sousa added his doubles, his double scores, and uh, Connor Lackley with a uh, just tremendous night getting the win, that big win for the Owls. Now, if you guys aren't following them on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you definitely need to do that. I think it's just KSU Owls or KSU Ice Owls, KSU Ice Hockey. Any of that should find them. Um, these, I call them day in the lives, but they're, they're takeovers or whatever they call them where the player kind of shows you what a day in their life is like. They answer some of your questions. They, they give you a chance to ask questions, and you can submit questions. And uh, it's it's just really fun. And it was actually... Jack Lackley, who is Connor Lackley's brother, who did the more recent one this week, and uh, he like he had a lot of fun, and it looks like they have a lot of fun. So uh, he looks like he's super smart. He was taking a lot of classes that, uh, it, uh, from what I could read off of the whiteboards and things, uh, I, I had to Google some of it to know what in the world it was about. But uh, super smart guys that play for this team uh, and gal, can't forget her. But uh, another big win for the Owls. They have a game coming up this weekend. I believe it's this weekend. Where they will face. It is a big game. It's actually two. They will face Florida Atlantic in Florida. That will be on the 18th, which is Friday. 9 p.m. puck drop on that one. And the 19th. Uh, on Saturday, where they will face them as well. 7.45 puck drop on that one. Let's see if it'll tell me where FAU is. I'm trying to remember. That is Coral Springs, Florida. I think this is where the Panthers practice facility is, maybe. So, good luck and safe travels to the KSU Owls hockey team as they will be going to uh, southern Florida to Coral Springs to face FAU, Florida Atlantic. I believe they will come back with at least one win, maybe two. I have a lot of faith in in, uh, in the Ice Owls. And uh, once again, wish them the best, and we are working on having more of them on. I know you guys enjoyed Aiden Hamby being on. We enjoyed having him as well. Like I said, we've got some stuff lined up. We uh, just have to line a few more things up, and we should be good to go. But like I said, a lot of that falls on me. I will not tell you it was somebody else's fault. But we will have them on shortly. I promise. I see all of your messages and uh, noted. But that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to come on here and talk hockey each and every week. I am Jeremy the Impact York. This has been another great edition of Board Check. We'll see you guys down the road. Go watch hockey. Go Owls. Go Canes. Go Preds. Go Glass. <laughs>